You're listening to At Home and Abroad on Irish Radio Canada and recently in Ottawa, Toronto Irish players performed at the Ottawa Little Theatre their production of Outside Mullingar. But the Toronto Irish players have a long history going back to 1975 and Barbara Taylor was one of the founding members back in 1975 as well as one of the cast in Outside Mullingar. Barbara, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you for agreeing to take a little bit of your precious time while in Ottawa to talk to us. Um, the um, Toronto Irish players, first of all, I want to go right back to 1975 because mm-hmm. we're going to include more in the conversation. Um, how did that come about? Um, well, in actual fact, you know, the Irish Canadian in Aid and Cultural Society, they were there at the time, and there was a lot of, at that time in the mid 70s, there was a lot of new immigrants coming. Mm-hmm. There was quite an insurge of immigrants at the time. And, you know, we had gone to see various Irish theatre within you know the city and uh, getting back then to the meetings the Irish Cultural Society used to meet at a, a down and Lansdowne and Bloor they had a house there right. and they had meetings and so conversation came around and people talked about drama and a lot of people that actually used to frequent there um, were involved in theatre in Ireland including my own family um, I came with my parents and my mother was very involved in theatre she was an actress director um, and my sister so the three of us there was my, um, my sister Gina who was involved in the production and still involved in the players and um, so, so there was we called a meeting they, they, Jerry Kenny who was a long time resident in Toronto and one of our present members Alan Hunt his father Pat Hunt um, you know they, he was involved in, in theatre as well so they called a meeting and there was a tremendous turnout right. and so out of that little you know, meeting room in Lansdowne and Bloor in this old house at Lansdowne and Bloor was the seeds that made the Irish players and um, Pat Hunt who is uh, um, again the founder with Jerry Kenny Pat Hunt actually directed our very first production which happened at the Irish Caravan there was a festival at the time in Toronto called Caravan and all different you know cultures and uh, had you know a week-long sort of a, a festival and right. at that time um, the Irish one was run at Neil McNeil High School and so we had our very first uh, production of Kathleen Uhulahan so and yes we had a double cast actually for Kathleen Uhulahan so, so many members were interested that we actually were able to do you know two shows a day for the seven days right. and then have two casts so now, back in 1975, had there been theatre groups, Irish theatre groups, prior to that? Because here in Ottawa, the Tara Players were initially yes. established in 1959. That's right, yeah. No, there wasn't actually. There wasn't a, a community theatre or amateur theatre, as they call it in Ireland, in Toronto, of an Irish theatre group. There's certainly lots of you know, really good amateur community theatre right. uh, in and around Toronto. Um, but at the time, there was no specific to Irish works. And, and we did make that our mandate, that we did specific specifically Irish works. So going back to your own immigration story and your parents, what part mm-hmm. of Ireland did you come from? I'm from Dublin, yeah. And your parents had been involved in... My mother was very involved in theatre, yes. in yeah. Right. yeah. And, and they, actually, they actually emigrated quite a late stage in their lives. My mother was 49, my mother, father was 51. Yes, yeah, so, so that would have been a major change. It was them. a big change and my older sister Gina, who as, again is a founding member of myself, uh, she, was eight, she was 20, I was 18. So. It wasn't a great age to sort of make that big change in your life. So, so really, the Toronto Irish players have met great friends who are still friends, 
um, you know, among that group, you know, and there we were, we were all new immigrants and it was sort of that thing that held us together and then the theatre, which was a, a great interest of ours. Now you raise an interesting concept and that is yeah. that, um, you know, the, the theatre brings people together as, mm-hmm. as a group and we've all gone through cycles of immigration. Yes. And the batch that you would arrive with yeah, and yeah. the batch that I would have arrived with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there have been changing demographics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Has have the Toronto players or has the Toronto Irish players experienced periods where there were lulls in either the pool of talent arriving or yeah. that? Well, I think. Yeah, I think the talent, I mean, the thing is that that initial group of talent, you know, we actually, uh, we have two families actually within the group who have three generations have been on stage with the Toronto Irish players, myself, the Taylor family and and the Hunt family that I talked about all, so we have three generations, but we went through when we were sort of, our theatre was sort of at the Irish Centre when we actually had that, we had a lot of our members were sort of, you know, first, you know, generation or had emigrated to Canada, but then we expanded out, our audience expanded out when we moved out of the Irish Centre, you know, and then we became known in the community theatre circuit, so that was a wonderful opportunity then for us to convince people that you actually didn't have to be Irish to come and do Irish theatre and enjoy Irish theatre. Right. I think last night was very, uh, you know, real proof of that. We had, you know, myself and Dermot Walsh who played the older characters um, are both from Dublin and, you know, born and raised in Dublin. And then the, the two, uh, you know, the two, two younger couple, they are Canadian. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, to that extent also, um, I noticed that you have put something in excess of 80 productions on stage mm-hmm. in a little over 40 years. Yes. Uh, very ambitious that you could turn out two productions a year. Yeah, we've done two. We used to actually do three. We used to do two major productions a year and then do the festival, the Caravan Festival, which was sort of like our sort of summer work, work right. that we would do. Well, we haven't done Caravan now for quite some years. That sort of right, but early on. Well, one yeah. of the challenges that many theater, community theatre groups find as well is that certain productions have large casts yeah. and then there's a wane in interest that you end up with less people auditioning yeah. and that may determine the play you play, choose yeah, yeah. rather than yeah, the other yeah, way around. Yeah, it can do, yeah. But I think we, I think we go with the play, um, I think Maureen will agree with this, we go with the play hoping that the people will come out to audition right. and uh, you know sometimes that means that you, you know, you really have to maybe put out more notices than you, you know, than you would like to have to put out, but you do do it. Um, I mean, I think we probably have, you know, read things and thought like, oh, well, if there's 11 men and two women, that might not be the best play for us yeah. to do at any specific time. But, but you know, usually we, we, we don't necessarily make the decision based on the number um, of cast. It's right. really the work. Um, so, Barbara, one of the things you said earlier on as well was this was an Irish theatre company, community theatre company, yeah. set up to present... Irish plays because I know one of the struggles in Ottawa a few years back was was it an Irish company producing plays or was it a company producing Irish plays and the challenge was being able to deliver Right, both yes. in a sense so that has never presented itself as a challenge in Toronto it hasn't no um, I mean there's such there's such I mean a wealth of work a wealth of uh, 
you know, a wealth of work, a wealth of plays to do. So and a wealth of people. To and a wealth of people. Draw. I mean, we we have, you know, you do see changes. You do see, you know, you have your your sort of core group, and they went off and got married and had children and come back, and yeah. you know, and then of course people like myself, the founding member, you know, you sort of are getting older, and those parts are getting smaller for for older characters, yeah. and uh, and so you need, you really need that new influx. So whether you know, and that's where we moved to where there was a time on the stage for the Toronto Irish players that everybody was a new immigrant and had mostly been born and mm-hmm. raised in Ireland but that, that changed, you know, that you know, progressed as we did. Maureen's Maureen coming in here because she wants, she wants to help us out, out on this and it's uh, Maureen Lukey, welcome Maureen and you've been listening to Barbara. So Maureen, you're, you're a case in point where you're of Irish extraction but you're not Irish born no not, not Irish born um, and so I came to the players in 1995 when we did Dancing at Lunasa to come play Barbara's sister mm-hmm. um, and so I had to you know blend in with my sisters and find the accent um, but uh, since then you know we the, the the question has come up, especially sometimes when you don't have as many people, you know, some of the older generation are starting to do other things and you're bringing in younger characters and you think, where are these co- people coming from? Or, or you go to outside directors because you think, we, ni- we need some other influences, mm-hmm. we can't be mm-hmm. too insular. But we've always made sure that, you know, if a production goes together, there's a connection to the roots. Mm-hmm. And that might be from, you know, certain members of the cast are going to be there to kind of be that touchstone, right, and who know, you know, what it was like in the period or mm-hmm. what it's like to be in an Irish family if it's mm-hmm. a, a, a non-Irish director um, we may have a balance of established you know original mm-hmm. Irish players members in the cast balanced with new uh, Canadian mm-hmm. people without some of them with, with no connection to mm-hmm. an Irish heritage mm-hmm. and then now more and more we have new Irish people coming in yeah, yeah, as things have changed yeah, as, with the new yeah with the new shift in immigration so we've, we've never really ended up we've had the discussion and we've had it on specific plays like how will we make sure that this holds together but we haven't actually been in that situation where we're now looking at ourselves as just you know we're choosing from a certain library but none of us are, are that mm-hmm. connected to the right. original and in that context when you say choosing from a particular library with the changing demographics Newer writers are not always accepted by older immigrants. We do try and do a balance because we realize that those writers are very accepted in Ireland. Yes. Yes. And yes. so we've tried to train our audience up so they might get a classic Irish play yes. and then they will be balanced mm. with something that is newer. Yes. And at one point we did have to have it like somebody said, you know, we're going to do a play called The May um, mm. by. Uh, Marina Carr. By Marina Carr. And uh, the language in it would peel paint. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we were reading it. And uh, our treasurer said, he said, I know we're going to lose audience on this. He yes, said, yes. and I'm happy to do it. He said, yes. you know, because we have to come into, yes. into the modern age. Mm-hmm. We actually, the greatest problem is not so much that the newer plays are stronger in content or language. It's that economics there as here I mean they're often for one or two people yeah. and that doesn't work so well in a community company right. but we try and do do that balance so that we'll take something that will not even so much to be family friendly but to give people something that they have some familiarity mm-hmm. with maybe in a new way yeah. but then also to let them recognize new realities in society yeah. seen through an yeah. Irish lens. Mm-hmm. And the same is true in reverse because if what yeah. you were doing are Shauna Casey and J.B. Keane yeah. some of the younger 
demographic yeah. don't necessarily relate yeah. to yeah. that. No, you know. and they need to feel like it's something right. fresh for them. Yeah. It can't yes. feel like something we got out of the mothballs. Yes. And, and you know, the Abbey came to Toronto with the Plow and the Stars yes. last year, and I was talking to their artistic director, and I was saying, because it was a very new, it was a very sort of a, a new take on the Plow and the Stars, a very modern, dressing yes. modern, etc. And when I talked to him about it, he said that that was the intent behind that was to try and bring the young people into the theatre in Ireland. So right. it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's across the board really, not only for us, but in Ireland too, they're experiencing having to bring the young people in and get them to appreciate the classics by making it modern, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a challenge everywhere because mm-hmm. even in the theatre where we're chatting at the moment, uh, years ago, you know, it was someone you said to me that you, um, you're going to the little theatre, oh, that's where the cottonheads are. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. White tops. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. I have heard that expression before. Blue rinse. I've heard the blue rinse crowd, all right. Yeah. They refer to the top tops. But, uh, you know, and it was how do you appeal to a younger age group? Yeah. Uh, particularly a younger age group that may not have been engaged in theatre. Because when I was at school, there were musicals, and I remember plays. And I had the benefit of living around Athlone, yeah. and the, the All Ireland Drama Festival just finished last week. Every, yeah, every yeah, yeah. year, there was um, my parents would take season tickets for the right drama the whole festival. week. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you know the exposure to it was there. Now I notice in rural Ireland still. Yeah. Well, it, well it's very active. I think community theatre or drama, amateur drama, as they call it in Ireland, it's huge. Yes. It's huge in Dublin. Like there's so many groups and, yeah. and the talent. Actually, we we were part. The Toronto Irish Players were part of uh, the Acting Irish International Theatre Festival for quite a number of years, and uh, they invited groups from Dublin. And there was such a wealth of people that you could invite from all different counties, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and as I say, the, before I came here, I participated in the All-Ireland Drama Festival and uh, I was with a, a group called the Mercury Studio Group at the time right. and so uh, you know and my mother as I say was involved in drama as well so it's always been huge in Ireland yes. and the talent in Ireland is incredible the talent you know obviously through all community theatre there's great talent but they do have it's such a passion right it's such a, it's a huge part even in parish life sometimes because of course they have their confined and their open categories in yes. Ireland and confined would be more sort of your um, groups that sort of are sort of maybe more insulars I don't know if that's the right word to say but like they're sort of parish driven or you know locally driven and that's the confined competition and then the open would be you know uh, broader and you know maybe more risks taken with the content maybe I'm not sure I shouldn't say that really because I'm not 100% sure but I noticed I remember seeing a statistic no more than about a year or two ago that there were more people involved in amateur drama in Mm -hmm. Ireland Mm -hmm. than I think anything else other than the GA Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, I believe that now because it's very. I, I go. I go back to Ireland often, and uh, I have gone to Limerick. The Drama League of Ireland run a great summer course in Limerick, and I've yeah. gone to that. And also uh, Gormanstown, which actually J.P. Kelly, who works Kelly, here, yeah. uh, he, uh, my friend, actually, who's with us this uh, this week here in Ottawa, uh, she did one of his acting courses in Gormanstown. So right. when we knew J.P., he was a, an adjudicator in Ireland, yes, and uh, and he he taught at the Gormanstown Summer School through yes. the. Yeah, John P. had very, very high comments. 
make about your production. Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah. you know, because we hosted the AA, the, the AI, Acting Irish, yeah. yeah, the Acting Irish Festival in Toronto, and he was one of our adjudicators. We, we had a yeah. panel of three. Yeah. Um, and I'd known him through a Theatre Ontario course that he had given. Yeah. I mean, he's an excellent teacher. So yeah. he's got some old connections. Oh, with yes, us. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. but it's, 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 it's so alive, like community theatre, like amateur theatre as they call it there, right. in Ireland, you know, so, but it is here too, like, I mean, the ACCO, the, which Toronto Irish players are representing, the Association of Community Theatres of Central Ontario here uh, at Ottawa Little Theatre, and, I mean, there was 49 productions, like, you know, it's, it's in their wonderful, festival in their festival, so you go, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity between October and April to actually see community theatre, and you Brilliant. see wonderful shows, you know. And um, outside Mullingar, um, who or what brought that on today? Oh, that was me. That was <laughs> um, Well, I had uh, directed a production of Doubt by John Patrick Shanley yes. with Barbara in it for another company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really liked his work and I'd, I'd met him in another situation uh, and heard him speak. And when I read Outside Mullingar because I thought well you know we've been interested in maybe bringing in playwrights from the diaspora because there's mm-hmm. also a very rich tradition of people of leaving yeah. Ireland and going off to write yeah. uh, and I thought about him and then he actually set this play in Ireland and I thought we should be looking at this at some point mm-hmm. and this seemed like a good season to do it mm-hmm. uh, so we brought it to a reading and went through that whole process had a lot of discussions about it but that's where it, and then you know sort of decided as a group to do mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. And the fascinating thing I found sitting in the audience for Outside Mullingar was being conscious that uh, the author was of Irish extraction but not Irish yeah. resident. And we had some discussion and about that yes, too. Yes. And yet the authenticity that he successfully brought yeah. to his script. Well, his, his father was from that region. Yeah. So his connection was not a distant one. I mean, no. sometimes people... Everybody likes to think they're Irish. To a visit. He had actually had that lived experience yeah. of being to Ireland, to outside Mullingar, to have that visit. And with the family, and he talks about that actually, in a where that came from. from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, he captured, they, as I said, yeah. the authenticity that he successfully captured yeah. Yeah. Is, is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because often, as well, and you may see this in what would be second or third generation uh, Irish, that their concept of mm-hmm. home is different than oh absolutely mm-hmm. yes, yes yeah we talked about you know was it what was his concept a romanticized version or was yes. it a re- realistic version um, and we also came to the conclusion that a lot of he has a romantic side to him yes. but it permeates all of his work even his American work so yeah. that that quality wasn't necessarily something that was because he didn't come from Ireland it was more that's who he is yeah. as a writer and in a weird way I think you know who his family is they've permeated his writing so that there's a kind of Irish connection trickling down through the writing so they yeah yeah yeah, so we did wonder we thought you know is it is it going to be too far off the reality is it going to be too much a a second or third generation person's perspective on something they haven't touched so I noticed that you are about to do is it the night Joe Dolan's car broke down oh we've done it already (laughs) a huge success and was that because you were in the round Mullingar as well Well, that was a that still was coincidental a strange serendipity it was a Mullingar season without us really anticipating that because Barbara's sister Gina had brought back some plays because she had been off at another festival and somebody had given her a bunch of scripts she'd been in touch with some people and she handed me this one it said it's very popular around Ireland 
and so I read it and I don't know the geography that that well, so there aren't a lot of ref. I didn't know Joe Dolan was from Mullingar. <laughs> I just saw it as being an opportunity yeah. uh, to bring in some some talent that we knew of uh, to offer roles to some younger people and some like it had a great mixed cast. Yeah. And I, when we had a reading of it in a pub, which yes, is, it was you know, a huge success. it was very successful, and it was just it just had a great feeling for people. And I thought, well, yeah. you know, a lot of the work that we do can be fairly dark. Mm -hmm. There, it, you know, Martin there is Madonna, for instance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there isn't. I mean. There's a great tradition of Irish comedy, but much of it is embedded in very tragic plays, yes. you know. And they've often Irish plays have often been referred to as dramedies, right? Because yeah. they're actual dramas, but there's tremendous humour within that, but it's very black humour. So yeah. and you nearly need to be Irish to get some yeah. sometimes, humor. yes. <laughs> yeah, or you know, you can see the audience laughing like, you know, very heartily at the beginning, and you just think to yourself, you're going to be crying soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but this is one that left everybody feeling very yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. and. and and so we thought, you know, let's let's put that on. It went like wildfire. We had oh, no yeah. idea. It's no. like you you sort of read something, and think this will be fun. Yes. You know, it didn't engender near the discussion that, that yes. outside Mullingar did. That's but we true. thought this would be a nice balance fun to do. Yeah, it'll in, be an in audience season. Season, you know, yeah. singing yeah. and all of that. And boy, we oh were God. sold out. We were sold out for the three solid weeks. We had to turn people away. It was people asked success. if we would mount an entire season of Joe Dolan next year. <laughs> We said no. No. <laughs> but no. it was a huge success. <laughs> and of course we were very lucky, you know, we had the talent of Hugo Strani to play Joe Dolan. Yeah. And he, he truly was. I mean he just he was amazing. Right. And he, he actually if you looked at him on the stage, he, he had the you know, the stature, the little walk and he really did inhabit yeah. that uh, right. uh, And again I had no idea who Joe Dolan was. I yeah. thought he was a made up character. But, but, but I thought to myself when I read it, I thought, you know who would be good for this? Hugo Strani. He's yeah. never been on stage, but he's always saying he'd like to get yeah. on stage. Yeah. Maybe we should ask Hugo. Yeah. Again, yeah. with no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But interesting what you say is what it brought out also is there are so many people of that generation mm. who you mentioned Joe Dolan and uh, like people who have never come to see a Toronto Irish Players production yeah. were there by the busloads. And I kid you not, there was right. busloads from, you know, the GTA like Mississauga, no, Brampton, up Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. Oh, and you know, there and is, there is, there is, there is the Hen Knight Epiphany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, the Hen Knight Epiphany, yeah. 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 So it was, it was a huge success. So, so what's next? The Veil by Conor McPherson. Yeah, I, I, and I did actually take it to look to see it the days to see, am I going to be in Toronto during those days? Yeah. Um, and uh, we'd have to see if we could figure that one out. But um, so you have your auditions for that coming up? In June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you want to give a blast out of the dates in June? Uh, it's June 6th and 7th. Yes. The Tuesday and the Wednesday from 7 till 10, and then we'll do callbacks on June the 11th. Right. Oh. And your website is? TorontoIrishPlayers.com. And you're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all mm -hmm. those other wonderful we are. places? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Have you a permanent home? We do. We, we actually act out of, uh, well, it's not our home, but we, we rent and have been for uh, over 10 years now at the Alumni Theatre right. downtown in Toronto. It's mm -hmm. right down King and Adelaide, so it's a great location. Right. And so, uh, um, yeah, we've been there for 10 years now, so I guess we consider it our home for sure. I hope so. And hope so for a long time to come. <laughs> well, Robert Taylor, Maureen Luckley, thank you very much indeed, both of you, for taking the time. It's been fun. And um, hopefully I can get to Toronto during the, the next production I'd love to and I wish you every success. We'll set a ticket when, aside for you. When um, the yeah. announcements come at this festival that yeah. you are going away with trophies. 
Oh well, <laughs> we'll see. We came. Our trophy was last night. We had a wonderful audience, and uh, you know, it, it's a wonderful experience to be chosen to come here, yeah. obviously. And so, um, yeah, we've just loved the experience, and so I think we've had our trophy really. Yes. And so, whatever happens next is it is what it is. But yeah. we we had a great audience, and and when you when you hear an audience as an actor when you're on stage, and you hear an audience catch every nuance of what you want them to hear, um, it's wonderful, you know. So. I think. Thanks, yeah. Barbara. Thank you. Subsequent to recording with Toronto Irish players, Barbara and Maureen, the announcement was made and a big congratulations to the Toronto Irish players uh, because they actually were the winning troupe at the festival here in Ottawa. So many, many more years of success and again, congratulations. You also heard mention there that while outside Mullingar is, of course, Mullingar-based, that one of the previous productions from Toronto Irish Players was the night that Joe Dolan's car broke down and how successful it was. Well, this is one of Joe Dolan's big hits here on Irish Radio Canada. <laughs> 